Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom of the Hard Kid. Today, we're going to be talking about cognitive disengagement syndrome. Now, if any of you guys were listening to a few episodes ago, I brought this up because I had randomly Googled, I was talking about left brain, right brain, and I'd randomly Googled, what is the opposite of ADHD? Because I was I was thinking in my head and was obviously wrong that there is some sort of connection to OCD and the OCDs may be some sort of opposite of ADHD, which it's not. It runs apparently on a completely different functioning wavelength. But that's why we search these things. Am I right? So then I found out that they consider something called cognitive disengagement syndrome as the opposite of ADHD. So I was like, Oh my gosh, we are going to look through this. I feel like I discovered something like I'm an explorer. And everybody's already known about it. (laughs) So it felt entertaining and interesting. And we're going to talk about it because I think anytime we learn a little bit more about what's out there, and we can assign our children based on their behaviors, sometimes it takes a little bit of the frustration out. And I think that that's the best thing that we can do as parents to give our children a little grace and give ourselves a little grace to be like, oh, I see it's a real thing. Give them a little grace about how their brain doesn't function the way that would be optimal. But also to give ourselves grace and be like, oh, this is kind of frustrating. And that is why I'm frustrated, you know, to just be able to be like, okay, I'm going to plot this out. It's it's going to be information instead of just emotion. I think it's good. So the first place I went to look up cognitive disengagement syndrome was my rusty, trusty DSM-5. And it's not in here. <laughs> so I'm looking around. I'm looking for uh, cognitive, they're like, no, look up neurocognitive. So I look up neurocognitive, and they have a ton of neurocognitive stuff in the DSM-5. But they don't have a disengagement syndrome portion. They have tons of other stuff, but they don't have this one. But it also used to be called sluggish cognitive tempo. So I looked that up. It is also not in the DSM-5. So I was like, okay, ADHD is but this isn't, but we're still going to figure this out. So the first thing I did, of course, was Google it. I Googled it and I got my AI response. So I'm going to read you the AI response first, which is, it didn't really transfer very well, but we're, we're just going to go for it. So it says CDS is not officially a diagnosis in the DSM-5, but it is currently considered a construct of psychology. So you tend to have a cluster of symptoms that include excessive daydreaming, mental confusion, slowed behavior or thinking, excessive mind wandering, getting lost in thoughts, mental fogginess, spacing or zoning out, being sleepy, lethargic, tired, and slower to complete daily activities. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I must have this. (laughs) And what's funny is if you keep reading, it says, CDS differs from ADHD in its attention problems. ADHD symptoms demonstrate age and gender differences, sex differences, whereas um, CSCT symptoms do not. So what is SCT? 
They didn't even put that in there. I think that's the sluggish cognitive tempo. There we go. So the rating scales that can be used for CDS symptoms, such as concentration inventory or Barkley sluggish content cognitive tempo scale, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so basically what it's saying is your mind is not running at 400 miles an hour. So I have ADHD. My mind never stops going. It never stops going. My husband is one of those people where I'm like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, nothing. (laughs) And he really means it. He just, his brain just sits there like, like he's sitting in the middle of an empty room. And I'm like, my room is packed full of stuff. It's falling on me all the time. And I, I never have a clean mental room. My mental room is always full. And when it's not full, I want it to be. And it makes me uncomfortable when I'm not trying to get more information and I'm not trying to learn something or do something or, or be distracted. I, I hate it. I hate it. So knowing that there's like a whole group of people out there that are like, nah, I'm good. is like blows my mind. <laughs> but we're going to read a couple of things. So when you go through and look for Uh, cognitive disengagement syndrome. There's stuff out there for sure, but there's not like a ton of stuff. But one of the places I found it was in ADT, I'm sorry, ADDitude magazine. So attitude, but for ADD. And they have an article called What is Cognitive Disengagement Syndrome? And it is by Joseph Frederick, who is a PhD, and Stephen Becker, who is also a PhD. And they talk about how it's previously called sluggish cognitive tempo, which I don't mind. Like, I don't know why sluggish is a meaner word than disengagement, (laughs) cognitive disengagement, but I suppose it is for some people. So they go through and they talk about how CDS symptoms are in about 25 to 40% of youth with ADHD. So typically, what I think he is saying, or these two people are saying, is that this is kind of your inattentive ADHD, but how you can have both. But there have been other articles that I found when I was a couple days ago. I didn't write them down. And they were saying how they are completely different. So go into this as much as you as you want. So know that this is a hazy gray area at this point. So these people are lumping them together. Other people do not. So what they say is there's symptoms. And some of the symptoms that you have when you have ADHD differ from when you have CDS. So one of those symptoms he's, they say in the article is lack of focus. So under ADHD, it says that trouble sustaining attention on tasks and using executive functioning skills like planning and working memory. And in CDS, it would be excessive internal distractibility, being lost in thought, mentally confused, foggy, and zoning out. Poor task completion as a symptom. So under ADHD, they would say it would be trouble starting and following through on tasks due to external distractibility, forgetfulness, or difficulties with sustained mental effort. But under CDS, they say that poor task completion is that it takes longer to complete day-to-day activities due to a slower pace of movement and internal distractions. So 
Under the last symptom, it says comorbid complications. And under ADHD, it says at risk for anxiety, depression, and emotional dysregulation, leading to temper outbursts and argumentative behaviors. And under CDS, it's an elevated risk for depression, anxiety, peer withdrawal, social skill defects, and daytime sleepiness. So this to me, especially that one with emotional dysregulation says mine isn't CDS. I do have ADHD. But it talks about how in the further in the article that you can have both. So it says here in the article, many pediatricians and mental health care providers are less familiar with CDS, perhaps because there's no DSM-5 recognition. And there's no guidelines for diagnosis and there's no guidelines for treatment. However, when you go into these other places, including a basic like Wikipedia, if you go to Wikipedia, it will tell you the typical medication <laughs> that is used called Atomomexetine. Oh my gosh, it doesn't say that. It's kind of like, just look it up on Wikipedia, sort of sounds like that. But it goes through and it has this in Wikipedia. So somebody has gone somewhere and tried to say, oh yeah, look, here's what's very beneficial. So when they talk here, and this is from Wikipedia, everybody, so it's not a scholarly article, they're just Wikipedia. So it says that, you know, people tend to not have investigated this very well, they said that they tried to use Ritalin and that they have had success with that automoxetine or Stratera. Look, they have its brand name here. I can say Stratera. So <laughs> they found that they had um, better benefits with that. And they do cite some studies here. I should have dug into that. So they have a study here that talks about the medication. It's by Keith McBurnett. And how it has the atomoexetine related change in sluggish cognitive tempo is partially independent of change in attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and attentiveness symptoms. And it was in the Journal of Child and Adolescent Pharma Psychopharmacology. Oh my gosh, I am tongue tied today. Now I go through that really long list of stuff because you really cannot find a lot of articles about this. I went searching at the National Library of Medicine and the article I came up with is written by the same two people that wrote the article in the ADD Etude magazine. <laughs> so I was like, hey, wait a second. Like, I need some more information here. So I look at, you know, similar articles and things like that. And you can find some, but there's really not a ton of information. There's probably more clear information on the Wikipedia page than there is about this other set of things. Because sometimes they talk about it. They talk about social functioning in youth with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and sluggish cognitive tempo. And it talks about social functioning, which can be very difficult, but it doesn't really necessarily focus in on other parts. So you have this one article here that was sluggish cognitive tempo among Iranian children and adolescents. Okay, so then you have another article that says psychopathy and mind wandering, wander, 
wandering. It is a hard day for me for talking in young university students, psychopathy and mind wandering. That's kind of terrifying, right? So then you have another one that says report of a work group on sluggish cognitive tempo, key research directions and a consensus change in terminology to cognitive disengagement syndrome. So it doesn't really have the kind of scholarly articles that I've come across in the past. So we're going to go back to the Wikipedia page. We're going to talk about the causes in the causes section of the Wikipedia page because it's just for some reason a little bit difficult to find the information in these other articles. So they say here in this section, and they have, of course, citations, which hopefully makes this a little less ridiculous than normal. And they actually have a really interesting portion here in the causes section where it says, and I quote, little is known about the neurobiology of CDS. However, the symptoms of CDS seem to indicate that the posterior attention networks may be more involved here than the prefrontal cortex region of the brain and difficulties with working memory so prominent with ADHD. So this, to me, I feel like I understand what this is saying. I feel like they're saying that sometimes people, you'll have people whose neural pathways are very strong verbally, you'll have people whose neural pathways are very strong internally. And so these kids or people tend to have really strong internal networks, and they call it posterior attention. So kind of the behind the scenes are stronger than the out front kind of communication and neurological frameworks. But it's kind of even funnier as you go on because it says, and I don't know if you remember, we were talking about left brain, right brain. And so I was like, I feel like ADHD is right brain, they found out that there is a correlation. And so I was like, I wonder if CDS is left brain. And it appears So it says here, it found during neuroimage studies in 2015 that CDS was associated with a decreased activity in the left superior parietal lobe. But it even got more interesting to me because this next portion says, high rates of CDS were observed in children who had prenatal alcohol exposure and survivors of acute lymphoblastic leukemia where they were associated to have cognitive late effects. And I just think that's so interesting, where it does seem to have a correlation between the lack of goings on in that frontal lobe, where you just kind of have an internal network going on. So I just think that this is a very fascinating diagnosis that's not a real diagnosis, I suppose. And it just makes me wonder how many people are out there, because... (laughs) And it talks about up above on the Wikipedia page, the ADHD DSM-5 and how they have the inattention system symptoms of ADHD and the hyperactivity symptoms. And I just, I'm like, oh yeah, like for sure. This is, <laughs> this is my kid. Oh, but I definitely do not have a kid with sluggish cognitive tempo or cognitive disengagement syndrome. I do have a child with inattentive ADHD, and I do have that myself. So I understand that there are huge differences that go on, but I just thought it was interesting, and I hope you guys found it interesting too. The more we learn, the more we understand, and the more we understand, hopefully the less parenting gets to us. Thanks so much for joining me.